that God sees all of his creation, even the men, mankind, the earth, planets, stars, all of it, he sees it as one great picture. He sees oneness. Mm. And that is yeah. our responsibility as kings and priests to bring it into oneness. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us today one of the speakers for our convention that's coming up in July. His name is Etienne Blom, and we've had him with us a few times before. And he is a prophet and seer from South Africa, and he will bring us into a deeper depth than you've probably ever gone on this podcast. We're so glad you're with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get started, we just want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net where you can find our podcast player. If you're not already listening on some other platform, that's one place to find it. And uh, you can go to our events page. And that is where you'll find the information about this upcoming convention, July 4th through the 7th, 2023. If you're listening to this later, you can go back in the archives on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page to watch the, uh, the recordings of what goes on at our convention. It's absolutely glorious and it's life-changing. It'll be life-changing for you. But we would like to encourage you to come here because as good as recordings are, none of them are as good as being in the room in the presence of the Lord. The presence will be on the recordings but it won't be the same as as being there. And, uh, you know, if there's laying out of hands, it's pretty hard to do that over a recording. So uh, do do look at what we have coming up right here in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. I'm sure that if you have the opportunity, you will want to come and, and just set aside everything else to seek after God and come into this place, into this convention, where we will be having wonderful speakers, and Etienne is one of them. And so we want to welcome Etienne Blom today to be with us on this podcast. Etienne, thanks so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you so much, Sharon. It's absolutely a great honor and a great pleasure, as usual, to be with you guys. And I'm so looking forward to the conference, and I can't wait. I know it's going to be a blow-away event. Amen. Amen. Well, you've been with us now for a number of conventions. Um, Do you have any comments about what the convention is like? Yes. Convention is always good. It's always uplifting. It's just amazing to see a group of people coming together in unity. And what always impresses me is the way that the people are totally surrendered in worship. There's just something about it, the the love of God. You always see the love in every person, the uniqueness of every person. That's there. So many different characters and things there, but they all love the Lord. And that is just something so special to be able to 
be included in an atmosphere where there's so much love. Amen. Amen. Yes, worship is a huge part, a yeah. huge, mm. huge part. Yeah. But, but we also have uh, such a depth of, uh, of revelation, a depth of the depth in the word. I'm just always so impressed with what the speakers bring, whoever the speakers are. Um, yes. <laughs> and yeah. we're always kind of, um, when you speak, it's kind of like we sit there <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> like there is so much that you, un you can unpack more in 10 minutes than, than most people do in, in a whole hour just because of, of your walk with the Lord and, and You've pursued the Lord so, so fervently since your, yeah. your amazing conversion. And, and I think we've covered that in, in a previous yes. podcast, uh -huh. so we'll, we'll put a, a link to that. Yes. But, but you had an amazing conversion, and you instantly went into the ministry, which is unheard of. <laughs> yeah. yes. But you did. Yeah. Yeah, but that's absolutely just grace. That is unbelievable and the grace. And, and I always tell people as well, that you have to make a choice as well. Mm -hmm. and, and the choice that I think a lot of Christians make the fault with is they make the choice to be converted and then they wait on the Lord. And we don't realize that you have to pursue. Everything is given to you, but you need to activate it. And by pursuing him and seeking his face, everything gets activated. And it's actually with God, with his grace and love, it's such a natural flow how things happen and gets unfolded. It, it, it is really not as dis difficult as it looks and it feels to people. It's, it's all about surrendered love and pursuing him, being desperate for his face and just want to be with him all the time. And then the rest happens naturally. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah. So when, when you were converted and you were converted from a, a rough, I mean, you were an important person in terms of you were a real estate agent and probably the best in your field, but you were an alcoholic and, and, uh, I mean, you're a rugby guy, right? Yeah, it's rugby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, rugby so, is rough. <laughs> so rugby's rough, and so anyway, uh, when you were converted, how long did it take for you to get to the place where you were seeing in the spirit? Well, I literally I got converted on the Sunday, and the next, the first Saturday from there, six days later, um, my eyes were open fully. I just. Wow. Uh, I just told the Lord that night, I said, listen, you called me to full-time ministry immediately. So if you want me to represent you, I need to be able to see. I want to see your face. I want to see angels. I want to see demons. I want to see everything. Otherwise, I can't represent you. And I said, amen, a short prayer within a minute. And when I opened my eyes, I saw. Wow. But then I realized I needed to maintain it. Because he showed it to me, it's possible, and he's given it to me, and what am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. You see, it's, it's good getting the gift and opening up everything, but what are you doing with it? Yeah. And everything that you see, you need to use to glorify God. So if it's bad, you need to change it around. So it's everything that he shows is with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that yes. is what I've learned, just 
just to do and ask him when he shows me anything, what is your needs? What, what do you desire? And, and then later on, I realized as I grew, the reality is we need to seek his face and he shows you darkness only when it's needed. Because the rest of the time, if you walk in glory, darkness has to flee. Amen. Amen. I yes. like that. That's tremendous. And and what, what I think the church, the body of Christ is doing wrong worldwide. We've got so many teachings on darkness and on demonic. Mm -hmm. So we're actually empowering it instead of teaching the people to walk in maturity and the glory, because that's a sound, the frequency, vibration of God. That's his presence. Darkness can't get close to you. So I think there needs to be a greater focus on the light than on the glory. Because as I tell people, even in Ephesians 6.12, where he talks about there are principalities, powers, dominions, authorities of darkness. God first created all those in light. Those are just yes. copies. And if you ask the people who are those powers, dominions, authorities, and principalities of light, they don't know. You see, because mm -hmm. we have focused so much on the darkness. And that's where I believe God wants to bring a majestic shift in people this year. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. This year. Yes. I yep. agree. For sure. Absolutely. Because it's really all about glorifying our Father. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, Sharon Philip, it's two months ago, I had an encounter in the palace in heaven, and he sat to me and said, I am not my son's rabbi anymore. And I said, Lord, what do you mean by that? He said, People are only interested in books and teachings, they're not interested in me anymore. And I believe that he's going to take the people away from all the teachings and books for the season just to get him restored as rabbi. And, and, and he said, I'm, I want to teach him the rabbi, the creator, wants to be their teacher. So I believe in that because it, we're on the verge of a massive, a massive outpouring of glory on the earth. That the, yes. what I've seen, I've never seen something like this, and I don't think creation has ever seen such an yeah. outpouring that's coming. So yeah. he needs to be our teacher, our rabbi now, for us to be prepared for this outpouring. So I think the conference, everything coming up, it's at the perfect timing, absolute perfect timing. Glory to God. You know, that reminds me of, of the scripture in Jeremiah 31, 31, where, where he's telling about the new covenant that he's going to give to Israel and to Judah, which we get grafted in. We don't replace Israel, but we, we are grafted in as Gentiles. And, yeah. and mm -hmm. the, you know, the four points, we don't hear all of them. We hear about uh, getting your sins blotted out. And yeah. we hear about God being our God, and we're, we're his people. And we hear about, sort of we hear about, he's going to write his word in our hearts and in our minds. But the part about knowing him, where you, nobody's going to have to say to their neighbor, it's time for you to know God, because yeah. they already do. Everybody, yeah. uh -huh. Everybody's going to know him. Yeah. And, and John talks about that. I think it's First John. I'm not sure exactly chapter and verse, but uh, he talks about there will be no need that any man teach, teach you. you. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
And yeah. and I, I'm not saying that we don't need pastors and teachers and, and you know, prophets and apostles yeah. and evangelists. We need them to, to get us equipped. But as we get equipped and come into maturity, we're going to be having that mentoring up by the Father. Yeah. And I know, I know in Hebrew 8, 11, as well, it said, there will be no more teaching. Yeah. Wow. And and. That is because of that, that I believe the sons of God's going to walk in such a level of maturity that even the lost, the unsaved, is going to see it and they're going to step right into it. They, yes. They'll be so convinced that um, God is alive, He's a living God, that they're just going to walk into it totally surrendered. Wow. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah it's like the, that scripture is like a kind of fulfillment of what. Eighteen, what you were saying, the Lord spoke to you a couple months ago about, yeah. about you know that that really because of all you know, we've seen that scripture and always wondered, okay, why will there not be any teaching? But yeah. when everything is just supernatural downloads like that, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah you oh. see it because what's happening will will be the revelation of Christ. Exactly. And if you reveal him, and it's not just revealing him in a measure, it is as he is in heaven. As he is in heaven, that's a that's a different measure and and dimension of revelation. That that is something that blows the people away, that brings them in awe and amazement, in desire, and 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 to bring them in unity. So, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it you. is. Well, you look at you look at the the characters in the Bible that spent time with the Lord in His presence. Look at Moses. Yeah. When he when he came down the mountain, his face was shining, and the people yeah. couldn't stand it. They said, "Oh, put a cover over your face." Yeah. But he was shining because of the presence of God that he had been living with for those. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was the second forty days. He had yeah. been there for forty days. Came down, found the party, smashed the calf, went back up, and <laughs> and, and let, let's let's try this again. <laughs> Take yeah. two. But, but you imagine <laughs> the, the magnitude of the glory shining off of him, where people would yeah. say, "Cover your face." Yeah, that must have been just so brilliant. And that is power as well. And and the whole thing there is is the ability to host. So what, what Moses did, he did not only visit and come in union with God in the mountain, he hosted him. That's why he came transfigured, and that's what we mm. need to learn. Mature yes. sons will be able to host. So we take on that dimension when we see him, but then we bring it to earth. That is what wow. we're supposed to do, hosting it. Yes, absolutely. And that's pictured for us in the scripture that, that Paul wrote in in uh, Romans 13 about put on the armor of light. Yep. You see, that armor, Sharon, to me, is much more powerful than the armor in Ephesians 6. Yes. Because the Ephesians 6 armor is basically sort of characteristics and things, but armor of light is you are clothed with Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, where, where blood is light, so yes. that's power, it's authority, it's dominion, it's overcoming, it's untouchable. So mm -hmm. you are clothed in it, and you are literally untouchable. No weapon form can touch you, because nothing can enter into that light. And that light comes directly in the seat of the Holy of Holies on the throne. Yes. Wow. Many uh, 
uh, denominations, they, they focus on the, the armor, you know, putting on the full armor of God, but not on the glory as your covering. Right. You know, well, it's, it's, a whole nother, it's a whole nother realm. Yeah. yeah, the the way yeah. I see it is is that every piece of that armor in Ephesians is Jesus. Yes, uh huh. He is our shield, and and so so he is light. Go ahead. That is part of who he's character of who he is. But life is uh, all those in Ephesians six are in light. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just not presented that way. Always. No. Yeah. You see, but the church has taught it at the diff- uh, wrongly, I would say. Because I remember when I just got saved, I was even told, there's no way when you wake up in the morning, don't put your feet on the ground before you get off your bed unless you put the armor on. Otherwise, the devil's going to get you. And I remember (laughs) I was lying in my bed every morning putting on the armor, and then only I got out of bed. And it's just such a religious move. And and it's, it's not powerful because it came out of religion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, we, we just continue to get more revelation. Oh, yes. You know, at, at least they, they got started, but then they got it into into doing something by rote instead got, well, of doing it works. by revelation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. You see, as we mature, God can trust us with more yes. revelation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, because and I, I think that's where... We need to have a discernment with revelation. What do we release and at what times? And, and I personally believe, I think 90% of what you see and you hear in the spirit, you don't release immediately. Yes. You keep it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and then you make it your own and you need to walk in it and let it get root in you. And then only you'll release it at the right timing. Wow. And I think uh-huh. a lot of us make the mistake what we see and yeah, we release immediately and we release it to places or people where they're not ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. Then there's trouble. Yeah. yeah. That's casting your pearls before swine. I guess. Absolutely. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So what are you what are you seeing? What are you uh, hearing from the Lord uh, about what the, he's going to have you bring at the convention? Yes. The conventions, I believe that we're going to go into living above the limitations of the life on the earth. How to live out of the spirit in the glory of Yahweh. And how to live out of that new heart, new spirit, new soul. Live out of that. And then I also got a big thing. It's about the season is raining with all of creation, how to take creation into your heart and treasure it. And Psalm 8, where he says, you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. And where the Lord says, how are we taking dominion over everything? And how we need to realize that reigning and ruling is not merely trying to be a a king or just instructing over man, but it's actually to take everything that's been created to mm-hmm. reign and rule over the earth, the, the plants, the seas, everything that we need to reign and rule. We need to treasure it. We need to guard it. We need to protect it. We, we need to change it. And I believe in this conference, we're going to talk about that to bring back the glory to, and then at the, at the big thing, 
which I think that he wants to to pull everything together is all about oneness. Mm-hmm. That God sees all of his creation, even the men, mankind, the earth, planets, stars, all of it, he sees it as one great picture. He sees oneness. Mm. And that is yeah. our responsibility as kings and priests to bring it into oneness and how to step into that priesthood and how to to combine the priest and the king with the prophetic, use the prophetic as a glue to bring oneness into creation. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. Can you, uh, I mean, that's, that's very broad what you just gave us (laughs) and that's huge. Can you unpack a little of it for us at least? Oh, okay. Let's take, Oneness is the ability to live out of the almighty dimension of God. That is where everything that you function out of comes out of the almighty dimension. Because God said, I gave you everything. The fullness of me is in you. So when you function, you reign and rule, you're functioning out of almighty wisdom. You see, it's not the wisdom of the world. You function out of his wisdom. So the abilities of him is in you. You are functioning out of his ability. You see, we we separated ourselves in so many ways out of the abilities. And that's a in one way it's a good thing that you always see God as higher. Always. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, everything. He's the most high. But you and I have got the ability to function out of the Almighty, the most high. And how to engage that and what, what do we need to change in our positioning and our lifestyle to be able to function out of it? Because what happens then, you become his voice. You become the creator on earth. You know, he said everything. Mm-hmm. He said the heavens belongs to God, Psalm 115, verse 16. And the earth belongs to the sons of God. And how to bring that as it is in heaven down. We're not functioning as it is in heaven. Man's we are still, the, 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 the sons of God are still functioning out of the natural because we're not, we're, not, we're not looking at the dimension of as it is in heaven. We pray it, we pray the pray, Lord, as it is in heaven, so will it be on the earth. But what is it like in heaven? Right. And we need to bring heaven in all dimension and facets in our lives. You see, we are not limited. We're going to live above, we're living above the limitations of the earth. And that is all about positioning. It's all about belief systems. And it's and it comes back at the end to how do we read the Bible? Do we really read and do we really analyze and do we really take hold of what is said? Have we made work of it? So I believe that is very oneness is so, so, so important. And then reigning and ruling, same as Joshua did, as Moses did with the with hitting the rock and everything he could have just spoken. Mm-hmm. And and even things like Jesus walking on the water. That's also a dimension of that you are capable because if you look at water, what it consists of, he should fall, he should, he should just disappear in the sea. And he walks above it. How do we take on dimensions and positions on different surfaces? Mm. Why don't we walk in the water? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're not reigning and ruling over the waters. Mm. Mm. Okay. 
That's food uh, for thought. Yeah. We'll have to ponder that one. That's, uh -huh. that's good. You, you must instruct it to become like a, a, a floor to you, the seas. Hmm. You see, we, we, we read about the sea of glass and crystal as it looks like grass and crystal, but the reality is when you take on the dimension of Yahweh, where you walk, it should take on the form of glass and crystal that you can't sink. Wow. Mm. Yes, your sound, your frequency vibration that you use for creating should do, have the same impact on the waters. Where you walk, it becomes a solid glass and crystal. Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. My, my. You know, I want to make something very clear, and I'd, I'd like to ask you to speak into clarifying, because some of the words that you use make people think, oh, that's new age. Oh, that's new age. And it's not. Yeah. It's not. You know, the, the new age is the counterfeit of the real, and you're bringing the real. But I, 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 would you speak into that just a little bit so that yes. people understand? You, you know what? In one way, the New Age stole so much from the sons of God mm -hmm. because we are, we, we, we are walking in a way of fear for the occult. So everything that we look at, there's just something or a, a, a shadow of a cult, we've surrendered and the Christians walked away. But we must realize that everything God created was for him to glorify and exalt him. And it was good. It was perfect when he created it. So we allowed the occult to come and copy it. The thing is, their source and our source are different. Exactly. When I function out of it, I function it out of Yahweh, out of Yeshua. That is the source that we, fun that we are functioning out with. And you take things like sound, frequency, vibration, the atmosphere, Everything, that is who you are. That is your natural ability by just walking, and we want to give it to the occult. He said, even the stones will worship and glorify me. What do the occult do? The new ages, they take the stones and work with frequencies. So mm. much more should we take that and bring the stones and creation into our frequencies because our frequency is in alignment with the heart of the Father. Amen. Frequencies, wow. right? You see, we've we've done so many things that they are using in the occult and power. That's why they're growing, because mm -hmm. the sons of God have just surrendered everything. Mm. Everything wow. God instructed is under your dominion, under your reigning and ruling, and they must obey. And how much more do we use it to start glorifying God? There is, and I know the Lord spoke to me about commanding the day, commanding the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth to align in my frequency every day to, to reign and rule in partnership with men to glorify God. He gave them instruction in Genesis 1, reign and rule over day and night. So you are the king and everything that God instructed to reign and rule must reign and rule in union with you in favor to glorify God. You see, we've, we surrendered. If you stand in a um, conference or meeting and you command the, the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, half of the people shut down because they think you're New Age. And it's mm -hmm. in the Bible. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's in the Bible. It says Joshua instructed the sun, the moon, the stars, and the earth to stand <laughs> yeah. still. Not God, Joshua. That's right. 
Yeah. So it's, it's, there are a lot of lies in the world about it because I, I personally think we've just surrendered. Instead of taking dominion over it and to, be, to release the, the God's presence into everything and to unlock it again, that is what it was in Eden and, and, and the times of Adam and Eve. All those things worked in union. So we need to get it right. We need to take back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Thank oh. you. I just, I wanted to make that clear for our listeners that, because yeah. I didn't want anybody to shut down, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah. It's so critical that we understand the idea of on earth as it is in heaven. And you've been to heaven so many times, you, you have authority to help us to understand what that looks like. Philip, what you have? Yeah, I had a, you know, a scripture out of Daniel eleven thirty two. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Yes. And the problem is, is, is people don't know the heart, heart of God, you know. So we're not see, they're not doing exploits. Right. Yeah. You have to know your God in and order I'm, to be I'm doing I'm sure that. if I, I didn't have time, if I looked, looked up exploits in the, you know, in the Strongs, I'm sure it's really, that's what it means. <laughs> well, it, it, actually, the word exploits was added by the, by the translators. It's in italics, but, but oh, a, what they, it, they shall do. They shall do. They shall do. That's the bottom okay. line. They're they're gonna do the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And they'll walk in all dimensions. You see, and exploits comes out of all realms and dimensions. Comes out of heaven. Exactly. Comes out of a spiritual form. And and you see, that's where we go wrong. We have not taken on our spiritual abilities. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is thing. You take just a simple example: the occult, astral travel. Right. We're supposed to be transported. As soon as you tell somebody you've been transported, oh, you that's evil, you're astral traveling. You see, they immediately they identify things like that with mm-hmm. darkness. It's not yeah. darkness. It's not. It's moving in unity with Yahweh in mm-hmm. the spirit, the, with his Holy Spirit, to move in unity with them. It's not astral traveling. Oh, the occult is using the different source. Right. That's astral mm-hmm. traveling. Yeah. Right. And I think a major difference, too, is that in the occult, they decide what they're going to do, where they're going to go, and all of those kind of things. But with translation, you make yourself available to the Lord to do anything he wants. Yeah, Yeah. he basically, if you're in such unity and one is in, wherever he moves, you move. He basically takes you. Oh, beautiful. I like that. That's a good way to look at it. So tell us, if you will some of those kind of experiences that you have had where where you've just made yourself available to him and and he has moved and you've moved with him yeah well a lot of times in my life and i think you and philip know about it i'll have encounters at night time will let me go and visit people different nations different cities and i'll even tell um hetty in the mornings i've been yeah i've been there i've been in fiji i've been in seoul i've been in Israel, I've been in Spain, wherever, Ireland, and I've ministered to people. And then the next day, we get phone calls from those people or nations thanking me for being there last night. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural move. And a lot of times I'll wake up in the morning and I'll tell Hetty, I went to minister to some of my spiritual children in different nations. And to them, it was a dream, but I've been there. I've ministered to them. And they'll send me messages 
the next morning say thank you that you ministered and taught us in the dream yeah. so wow. those all those things happen and again it is not me doing anything yeah. it's a natural move of god and you just need to seek the, the big thing to me is it's seeking his face mm -hmm. then all these things happen naturally i don't have to go and pursue something i don't have to go and engage anything specifically to be transported or translated i just seek his faith he moves his face he moves you he takes you the reality is wherever he is you are yes you're in his, his nature and we we're not thinking that big <laughs> wow. we, we're thinking in small little boxes because what philip read that um, scripture as well for those who know god and it's just a sign that we're not really knowing him we're not out of our boxes Mm -hmm. And I believe in the season, he actually wants to shatter our boxes. Amen. Mm. Yes. Amen. <laughs> told me, he said, stop asking the people are praying and asking, Lord, move my 10 pence. He said, I, I was in New Zealand now. And he said, the, when, I, before, when I was on the flight there, he said, it's not asking to move my 10 pence anymore, to stretch it bigger. He said, Lord, you should actually say, Lord, remove my 10 pence in full. Because he wants freedom. He wants to stretch you that you arc with him over all of creation. He wants freedom because it's an unlimited realm that you move and your abilities, everything's unlimited. So it's not about a tent pen anymore. He wants his mantle to be your tent. So you're fully, fully, fully covered by it. It's, it's, and you take on that dimension. Beautiful. Mm, beautiful. You, beautiful. That's tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely tremendous. Yeah. When I, we intend pens, we are actually capping the Lord. Mm -hmm. We're only giving a, a dimension to him. Wow. And he wants the freedom. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Father. Absolutely. Glory to God. And and that's what it is all about. It's about giving glory to him. It's about making him known. Because yeah. when when his people who are obeying him, like uh, like Romans eight fourteen says, uh, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Yeah. Uh, it's as we are walking with him and letting him lead us that we begin to walk in this glorification that that we're actually. It looks like we're being glorified, but we're being glorified so that he's glorified. Oh, for sure. Our whole intention, our whole place of living is to exalt and glorify. Nothing is nothing about us. You see, and that is where you need to uh, say people need to search their hearts. Why are they pursuing it? Are their intentions truly everything they do and ask to glorify him? Or right. is it about yes. your lifestyles, mm -hmm. everything at homes and what you do? Because it starts in your house, in your home. How is he glorified in your house? Right. You see, yeah. it, it, it's why I say people come to conferences and, and do things and go to church, then they're different than what they are at home. Right. And there should be no difference. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I heard somebody talking about how when people come to church, there's so much glory in the church that their demons stay outside. But as yeah. soon as they come back out, the demons jump, jump back, back on them. On them exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, you see that 
what, the, what people don't realize, and he says it in the Bible, that the prophet knows what's going on behind the doors. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing strange to come to conferences and to people and you see leaders and you know what's happening behind their doors at home. Mm-hmm. Everything gets um, unveiled. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Everything. And that's what you need to know that people know. God knows exactly what you're doing at your house. There's nothing hidden. Right. And that's why it's so important that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to build his character in us at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it starts. That's your Jerusalem. That's where it starts. Oh, that's good. Talk about that a little more. Yeah. It always starts. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the rest of the outskirts of the earth. It always starts in your house. That's your Jerusalem. That is your new Jerusalem, the city of God that, that you're hosting him. If you can't host him in your own house, how are you going to host him in fullness in the outskirts of the earth or other cities or other places? You're going to fall short because you can only walk in authority of power what you walk in authority and power at home. Wow, that's so important because at home is where you're most likely to let it all hang out because no. you know you're there with people who love you and so they should make exceptions for you and oh my. <laughs> and you know we wind up having flesh flashes and and uh, uh you know instead of having glory flashes we need to be oh, having yeah. glory, glory flashes, flashes instead yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly see your your home should be a sanctuary of god a habitation mm-hmm that is where if anybody from the outside comes in, they must encounter God, but they must see the reality of heaven. That's mm-hmm. how it is. Yes. Yeah, we have a sign over the window. I'll, I'll look in the valley there. It says, angels gather here. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. always Amen. look at that. And, uh, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And it was encouraging to me. We had a guest, uh, an unexpected guest show up recently and and he walked in the door he says wow the presence of god is here and that that just blessed me to know that we yeah. have been stewarding and i yeah. think i think one of the things that has has been so good for us about this shutdown that we had uh the over the last three years we haven't even started traveling really yet since uh since things opened up where you can travel but god hasn't yeah. god hasn't released us yet but i i think it has it has been so good for us to just host him in our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's that is everything. And and from hosting, then he walks with you and he, he goes with you all over. That just to be in that place of unity where it starts at home when you wake up in the morning and then you dwell with him. Your yes. your spirit, your soul is just in so much peace in your body mm. that you don't want to separate yourself. So your focus is different. And what happens then, you walk with him out of your home into all other places. You mm-hmm. host him. It's not a place of visitation. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's not wow. a place of visitation. It's a place of hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I, wow. Want, I want him to be the head of our house. I mean, Philip is, Philip is the head of our family, you know, but, yeah. but um, <laughs> that we're both looking to him and Philip is particularly to make him, you know, the king and priest of our house and making us kings and priests. Yep. It's all about him, all glorifying him, all honoring him. Yes. 
Thank you, Father. Yes. I heard you say something on one of your mentoring programs. And by the way, I want to just put in a plug for that. Um, you you have been doing a, a mentoring. Is is this going to keep going on? Yeah. I'm, I've started it probably now, I think a month, just about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And it's for free. And I'm going to do it Wednesday nights. It's mentoring where you... Into on you go into Indian Blom Ministries and you just join the mentoring program. So that is my Wednesday nights, which will probably be your mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's every Wednesday, and then on Sundays I do a Sunday life, mm-hmm. which and that's also that's open to everybody. But the mentoring teachings are the people that join the link, but it's for free, and it's it's an international mentoring thing that I'm doing ongoing. Yeah, that's tremendous. That's wonderful. Wow. wow. I, I just listened to one session. I haven't had time to get on with you on a regular basis, but I'm I'm hoping that things will settle down a little bit so I can go back and catch yeah, more of what you've said. But the one that I listened to, you were talking about Stephen and the qualifications for transfiguration yes. because Stephen's face shone like an angel yeah. just before he died. And and we talked a little earlier about Moses that he shone. It, it's a picture of what Jesus did on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was transfigured. Yeah. So the, the fact that you have an Old Testament view and a New Testament view, yeah. that mm-hmm. this, it's clear that it's for today. Yeah. Oh, so, could you give us just a little bit about the qualifications uh, that, that Stephen had so that we, we know what it is that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in us to, to prepare us for that? Because it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing, um, hearing Kenneth Hagin yes. uh, teaching a, or, or prophesying about a day would come and he would be gone to heaven by that time, but that a day would come that there would be shining ones yeah. that would rise up in the body of Christ. And I think that's what you are talking about yeah. is literal shining ones. I mean, yeah. already you can see when a person is really connected to the Lord, you can see that there's a shine in the spirit on them, but, but it's not a literal shine that you see with your eyes. It's more like you see in mm-hmm. the spirit. You can tell when somebody's born again and really walking with the Lord because yeah. they, there's something about their countenance, but this is more, this is a more well, so thing. Much bigger. You see, Stephen, when first before they appointed him, said they were looking for a person that's got a attested character. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the character of God, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, and it said that faithful and trustworthy that will take possession of what is given to him, that will look after the business of God. Mm-hmm. See, yes. that is reigning and ruling. And, and, and it also talks about his prayer life, a person that's in prayer, a tested character, full of the Holy Spirit, wisdom from heaven, and that takes care of the business of God. Beautiful. So that is taking up kingship, and that it was he. And that is why Stephen took on the dimension, said his face shone like an angel. It looked like an angel, not even like God, like an angel. See, people think it is, there's a difference. It's a different dimension that he revealed of heaven, mm-hmm. being yeah. like an angel. Yeah. And that is the thing, transfigured. It's in a place of darkness that you become and you are reunited in the fullness of Yahweh. 
you're revealing them. Well, isn't that maybe a broader understanding, a greater understanding of what Isaiah 60 verse 1 is about? Uh, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is revealed upon you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Behold, darkness has covered the earth and gross darkness the people. That's where we are right now. There's gross darkness. There's gross, gross darkness. So we're supposed to rise and shine. And it's not it's not what we have thought previously. Um, We've just thought it's supposed to be, you know, so we we will we will be this little light of mine. Yeah, a little shine. <laughs> and yeah. we'll be just little stars twinkling in the darkness. Yeah, not supposed to be little lights. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's more about about having a brilliance that is transformative. For sure. You see, a rise and shine is take up your position, authority in the one place, and reveal Christ. Not not in a portion in the fullness. That's your ability. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that, that is, I believe, the, that's the scripture that the Lord gave for this year. And that's why I believe the shining ones, the burning ones are going to walk the earth. We're going to see it manifesting people walking the streets, getting transfigured. Yeah. We're in it right now. Amen. You know, I had a vision the other day when it was uh, Jerusalem Day and hundreds of thousands of, well, maybe tens of thousands. I don't want to exaggerate. I think tens of thousands of people from all over Israel came to walk through Jerusalem, and they were walking yes. through the Muslim quarter. Yeah, that was yeah. And, wow. And yeah, and they they were you know making their declaration. They know the scripture. Every place where your foot treads, I've given right. it to you. So they are in the process of reclaiming what God gave them, and. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of messianic people and even even uh, Gentile Christians that were walking with them. And as we were praying on that day, we were praying with our with our team in Jerusalem, and we were even praying that that the saints of old, who had walked in Jerusalem, in centuries gone by, that they would walk with them as well as the cloud of witnesses, and yeah. that that those who had that kind of walk with the Lord that their footprints would be fiery and their footprints would be left behind after they yeah. after mm. they left the city that their that their fiery footprints would continue to burn in those streets that's what you saw in your that's what i saw uh, wow uh-huh yeah well that is real yeah you mm. that is real that will happen yeah and i believe Everything it did yeah for sure that's exciting yeah, thank you, Father. That's Good really man. exciting. I, I was, I was. Yeah, really you didn't blessed. have a chance to tell me that one yet. Did you? <laughs> I, I guess you were out of the room at the time. So, uh, wow. Well, we could talk on and on and on, but um, I think we need to to close it down for today and and just invite people to come to our convention if you possibly can at all. Go to globaloutpouring.net and and uh, click on that little thing that that makes the menu drop down those little three lines and there's a, a thing to click on for events and you'll see our convention and you can see all the details about it and and uh, it's july 4th through the 7th uh, 2023 and uh, you, there's there's some opportunity to stay here in our valley in Angletal, the valley of angels and then, and then there's bed and breakfast kind of places and 
motels and and just lots of opportunity, lots of places to stay in the area. So um, do plan to come. It's going to be glorious. If yeah. you absolutely can't make it, do join us on our Facebook page or our, our YouTube channel, Global Outpouring. And it's going to be glorious. And um, and Etienne, would you would you just close us with prayer, Etienne? Yes, for sure. Father, we thank you for this amazing time together. Thank you that you are just releasing your love and your desires in us while we were talking and just stirring mm. our spirits, yes. Yes. making us Father. stepping into a place of expectancy. And mm. Lord, thank you that you're going to meet our expectancy. But not only that, you're going to blow us away because what you're going to reveal and give to us is going to be far greater than what we expected. So, Lord, I just call on everybody, every soul, every spirit that you have already spoken to come to the conference, that there'll be no hesitation, Father, that the world convention will be flooded by your glory, I declare it, and that every person that listens to this podcast now will step into that glory, Father, and it will create a desire in them to come to the convention so that all of us, can just praise and worship you in spirit yes, and truth Father. as it yes. is in heaven. Yes. So we thank you, Lord, that it's going to be such an amazing event and Yahweh will be glorified. In the name of Yeshua, Mashiach. Amen. 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 If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.